But uh, let's let's get it. All right, everybody. All right, let me do it again. All right, everybody. <laughs> welcome back to episode seventy-one of Top Tier Podcast. My drops. name is Pale Poppy. Nicole in here. We coming in here on fire, on heat. Yeah, we about business. A, a heated argument. Stand, stand Not an argument, we just, but we were just. I was just. You this know, off, over the, here off mic. Always making me laugh, bro. I get on my soapbox. I get on my soapbox before I go on camera because it amps me up. <laughs> before I get on the mic because it amps me up. But we got an empty conversation. We got an empty conversation that gets you right now. Actually, um, uh, Steph Curry was on a podcast with Gilbert Arenas and made the claim that he was the best point guard in the entire history of the NBA. And some people are getting up his ass. The thing to me is like, if Michael Jordan has to come out and say something about, no, nah, that's not the truth, it probably isn't the truth. I mean, we right. let's be honest. Yeah. But listen, that's all I got to say. I'm, mm -hmm. I, and I don't, I don't know the most about basketball. You already know. I'm usually <laughs> trolling. I'm usually trolling. You know enough, it, though. You know it, enough. But only thing I know, everybody, anybody, you don't even have to know about basketball. If you know anything about Steph Curry, he changed the fucking game. This is I facts. think if you I think if you change the meta of a sport, yeah. You're a le you're a legend in your own right. You're I don't allowed care to be what considered you say a about goat. Position. Yeah, you're allowed to be considered a goat. You're allowed to be considered a legend, but to if we're just focusing specifically on point guards, there's a man named Magic Johnson that exists and is still alive. Right. And everybody could go and watch your clips, his clips, his highlights. There's something there where you know, even though he did change the game and he made three pointers as huge of a issue uh, uh, of a part of yeah. the game as they are today, there's still a level of like Steph Curry to me is more like a, a shooting guard type point guard. Right. Magic Johnson is a true point guard. I mean, you've seen the highlights, right? Did you yes, watch I've the Last him. Dance and stuff like that? I mean, that wasn't focusing on Magic, but I've seen him. I've seen Magic play. I've yeah. seen some of his highlights. And that's like that's like the it's literally like the epitome of what a point guard is. Like I don't think. Before Magic Johnson, and y'all can already tell, like I'm 25, I'm a young guy. I, I didn't grow up watching Magic Johnson or anything like this. Yeah, but, I've just seen you know, clips of him. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of the sport. Like I know my shit, right? If you watch Magic Johnson, like before Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan said it himself, like there was no such thing as like the importance of the triple double, like the the way that he was able to like create fast breaks and things of that nature. The way he was able to like dime up people and make it like a show and put on a spectacle and stuff like that. He was doing the same thing in that regard that Steph is doing today. So he has that under his belt as well, plus more championships, plus shorter career, more success. There's all types right. of different things where you can say, Magic Johnson is still that nigga. Like to me, he's yeah. still that guy. Right, but do you think, and you did you did mention fast breaks, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like he may, he probably isn't the best point guard. Like I, I, I dis, I, and from what I, what you just, how you explain it probably isn't, but and in every other metric, he's a legend that we remember. Yes. That's all I, that's all I really got to say. But like, what do you think about, you know, Steph mm. Curry haters who won't give him his, give him his flat, his stars. Like, in terms of like what though? Because like. In it, terms of being a legend. Cause even just him saying he's a point guard, I've heard people just shit on him. And be that's like, the argument that they use. The like when they try and shit on Steph, the argument is always like kind of what I just said, where it's like, he's not a true point guard, but we've seen that before. Like Allen Iverson, for example, he was like more of a scoring guard. But people still regard him as like a, I don't know if they put him like top 10, but, you know, top 15, still legend status right. point guard. You know, Oscar Robertson, I think he was a point guard. Someone has to correct me if I'm wrong. He might have been a shooting guard, but still kind of like running the point, had the ball in his hands all the time, was a scoring guard. You know, Russell Westbrook, scoring guard, still a point guard. 
So that argument to me doesn't really make any sense. I only use that in the sense when we're talking, when we're comparing them to magic, because magic was literally, like I said, the epitome of what a point guard is. Like point guards are supposed to be like the quarterbacks of the team. When it comes to basketball, you're supposed to be the right. one that's setting everybody up. You're making sure everybody's in position. You're making sure that you're getting this person open. You know, you're running the sets properly. That's what a point guard normally, like when, you know, when the sport was uh, incepted, that's what it was supposed to be. That's what the, what, that's what the position was. Steph has changed into where it's like, okay, for the Damian Lillers to exist or for the John Morans to exist, where all you do on the court for the most part, I mean, he still gets going to, he's going to get his dimes and stuff like that. But for the most part, you're scoring, you're going out there and you're going right. to average 30. So that that's the only argument I've heard against uh, Steph Curry. Another argument that they use is like he doesn't have like a Finals MVP until like a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Um, that's the first time he got a Finals MVP, and it's like you know, y- you can make the argument that the people that got the MVPs when they got them, like KD got the MVP for one mm-hmm. year, and then like uh, you know Iggy got an MVP for one year. Like they had great performances. So I, I don't really I don't really hold that against him. But like personally, I love Steph Curry. Steph Curry to me is the guy. Like I make the argument, I'm more inclined to make the argument that Steph Curry is more impactful in this generation than LeBron is. That's where I would go with the conversation. I wouldn't even be having the point guard conversation. Dude, they're gonna get on your ass. The they can get on my ass all they ass. want. They can get Damn. on my ass all they want. But if you actually think about it, bro, LeBron James has made He's made strides in like player empowerment, right? But he's where not it's a okay, he, he's a specialist in like. I think he's just like the ultimate jack of all trades for it. Exactly, he, exactly. He maxes out every stat. But that's kind of like, like a specialty, it, you know. Right? That's kind of like but a specialty. Steph breaks the specialism. He breaks the bar on shooting and took it far beyond. Now his other stats may be above average, above average for an NBA player, but his fucking shooting definitely broke the scale. Yeah, beyond mm-hmm. anything anybody could. That's all I'm trying to say is that he's a hyper specialist in something to the point where he broke the max that you would expect any NBA player would be able to achieve. And I think that, and I think that the 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 level that he's been able to bring to the NBA, the, bring the NBA like in terms of popularity, has more impact. There's other things too, like there. I think that if you actually look at Steph's career and you see the impact that he he's had on the NBA and on the game of basketball. And on the NBA in general, like every other team is actually replicating what the Warriors do because of the fact that Steph Curry exists in the league. That to me is a bigger, is a, is a more important um, outcome than, for example, like players being able to say, you know what, I don't want to stay with the same team my entire career. I want to go over here in free agency. I want to switch teams every three or four years. That's the only, if you're talking about plainly just in 2010s, and also like they go up against each other all the fucking time in the finals, at least like back in the 2010s. And right, who was coming was, out was on top? To witness. That was something to witness. That was going to be crazy talking to our children about that stuff. Who was going up? Who, who was we coming up on top? It was Steph. Yeah, Steph's was Steph. team was winning yeah. over LeBron's team. And y'all could talk about the super teams. I already know where the narrative's going to go. I'd be mm. up in the threads and everything. I already know where the narrative's going to go. But all I'm saying is that if you actually looking at the facts, and taking aside all your little narratives and stuff, all LeBron's sexual narratives and stuff like that, yeah. Steph Curry has a bigger impact in the 2010s than LeBron James has. Yeah, he changed the game. Because I don't, you know, this is, again, you know, you know, already know what it is. I'm going to stop saying that. But, you know, with LeBron, I just feel like LeBron is, I don't see how he changed the game in any metric that I can understand other than him just being a fucking beast. 
It's what like, I said. Like, Steph it's is just a beast. The player empowerment. Yeah, but in such he's in like in what he is doing, he's actively altered how the game is played. I just don't think LeBron. So, yeah, so much is, so to he's, where he's amazing though. So much so to where they are thinking about adding a four point line, bro, because yeah. it be, has become so ubiquitous that the three point skill is just out of this world to where it's like, does the three pointer even matter anymore? It almost has yeah. lost its strategy because everybody's jacking up threes. You got that teams out here shooting 50, up to, up to 50 three-pointers a game, exactly. I think, or like 30 at least. I don't know. Like, you don't even, they probably just recruiting shooters. Like, you don't even have to be the fastest. Three-point specialist isn't even a if thing you anymore. Hit, if you could hit threes consistently, you're, on, you're in the NBA. That's, that's kind of crazy. I think about the fact that, like, th- it's yeah. so ubiquitous now that three-point specialists aren't even a thing anymore. There's no, like, you're not, you're not, if you can't shoot the three, even if you're seven feet fucking tall, you're probably, you're not going to really succeed in the league. If you can't shoot the three, it just has to be a part of your game. That did not exist before Steph Curry. So Shaq, so Shaq would be irrelevant. If Shaq was just, Shaq was born in this era, same dude. That's a good question. Came up, right, trying to get to the league now in college today, what would it look like for him? Shaq would still, because Shaq is, he's seven foot two. He's like 280 pounds. He was up to like 300-something pounds at a certain point. That level of physical dominance, it doesn't even matter if you can't shoot threes at that point because I'm just going to dunk on everybody. Who can guard yeah. Shaq? Nobody. They probably just, just going to have him get the layup if they miss the three. Just, just or stand just dunk here. on your ass. <laughs> just stand here. If I miss the three, just put it in. And especially because the big men today suck. Yeah. You got yoke. You got Jokic. But, but that's probably why they suck because everybody's focused on threes, and because it's just kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of plays into the same thing. Like yeah, everybody's so focused on threes that even if you are seven feet tall, even if I am Joel Embiid, <laughs> and I'm seven foot fucking two, and I weigh two hundred eighty pounds or two hundred ninety pounds, I'm still gonna try to get my perimeter game off because otherwise it's just like you don't have that much value for some reason. It's to the point now to where. You could be so physically dominant in the paint to where people are saying like, oh, yeah, he's physically dominant, but he can't shoot. It's to that point. Yeah. I, nigga, I averaged 30. You want right. me to shoot in order to prove my greatness to you? Like, that's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking it's probably, ridiculous. It's probably, the swag, it's probably the swag with it. Like, yeah, you, all you can do. It's that element like, it's like, too, it's like, like cheat codes. Like, you were literally born to just jump and just tap it in. Like, what kind of skill is that? Like, I guess maybe that's what I, what I, that's what I always used to think. Like, if I was born seven foot, if I had a son who was seven foot, you better get your ass on that court. That's There's nothing gift. else to say. It's yeah. free. It, it's free millions. Like, <laughs> at least I think, as long as you're not completely uncoordinated, if you're average to above average athletics and you're seven five or seven three or seven two, you better get your ass on that court. And you can still, it doesn't even, like, everybody knows about Kwame Brown. <laughs> everybody knows about Kwame Brown. This nigga wasn't talented. He wasn't coordinated that much. He wasn't at least he wasn't athletic. And he was still able to get to the league. Like he still got his millions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's still possible. You don't even have to be that good. Like nigga, you're seven feet something tall. Get your ass in the league. All you gotta do is hop and just put it in. Just dunk it. Not even jump. You could yeah, you could dunk it. Just all they gotta do is just a little hop. Just a little skip. Like, you know, like them little them little ass. Remember, like, remember when we were in that viewpoint and they would bring the, the courts down from the middle schoolers and you could really get up mm-hmm. and dunk? It's probably the same shit. Like, 
if, if you're like five, six, and up, you can dunk on that fucking shit. That yeah, is it's like child's the court play down. at that point. That shit yeah. is easy. That shit is easy. But, uh, yeah, uh, we got some more sports. You want to talk about Shikari Richardson? So, yeah, Shikari Richardson, she recently won uh, the 100-meter dash uh, at the World Athletics Championship mm-hmm. this year. And the internet's in a firestorm because previously, when she lost the year prior, um, social media was in an uproar, and a lot of Jamaicans who won won that year were getting in her ass. They were just they were just saying, "You guys ain't good enough." She ain't working hard. Her mm-hmm. mom had recently passed, and they was talking shit about her, making memes. And she had something to say. So mm-hmm. you know, quote what she said. She said, "I'm glad I had, I the I'm glad the win I had in the 100 actually brought unity, even though we're competitors." That doesn't mean we have to be enemies. And then she mm. went on to say that, you know, because before, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of disunity on there and people were talking crazy about me. But I'm glad now that I won, there's actually unity now. Mm. So she said in a very passive aggressive way. Mm. What, what do you think about this? You know, I didn't even know that there was like any attacks that were going her way about her losing in terms of like the black diaspora conversation. I didn't even know that was a thing before you like, brought this uh, brought this topic to me. Um, you know, I, there, I think it's like more of a isolated instance. I, I don't hear about this in any other sport because of the fact that this is like a global sport. When you were talking about track mm-hmm. and field, like Shakari Richardson's like in the Olympics and stuff, she's going up against people that are from other countries and stuff like that. So the black diaspora conversation is more elevated when it comes to those types of sports. If you're dealing with something like NBA or NFL, that's, those are American sports. You know, you're going to probably have some like foreign blacks in there or whatever from other countries, but it's not going to be to where like if some dude from like Joel Embiid, for example, in the NBA just recently won the the MVP. Right. You're not going to have a conversation in the NBA talking about like, oh, uh, finally, you know, we got proof that a Cameroonian and African player is better than an American black player. That's that's, not going to happen. That's the exactly not in that situation. But in this situation now, it's almost like. You know, other country, smaller country or win, you know, especially among like, you know, African diaspora, it's kind of like a, yeah, we showed those black Americans. Yeah. Yeah. But when we win, all of a sudden, it's, this is a win for all of African kind. It's like, no, you was, you was running your goddamn mouth a year ago. Yeah. But then what were you, what are you going to say? Like, cause people are going to re- rebuttal with like, well, we're all, aren't we all the same in terms of like yeah, the black but, diaspora, but, but, right? But when we, we say that, each other's side? when we say that it's no nah, nigga, you're, you're Nakata. Or whatever you're a Yankee, or if, you know some people say Jamaicans call us Yankees. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard that. No, I've heard I've seen a cut on my own eyes. I've never seen uh, Yankee, um, but like you know, it's like why is it? It's kind of like seems narcissistic. It's like when I win, it's like oh no, it's not that important. We all won, but when you win, it's like nah, this is about Jamaicans. Nah, we just we just a different breed. Nah, we just better. You know, I don't yeah. I don't, and and you know you were just saying you want to wear this, but I kind of follow this kind of thing. That there's been like a larger kind of diaspora war going on on Twitter since, you know, the George Floyd riots. I've seen mm. it where it's just been, you know, a lot of African-Americans are kind of getting tired of uh, being taught crazy to a like lot of Africans. Pan-Africanism. Yeah. Or like there's like been a rejection of Pan-Africanism, at least among a lot of black, you know, black Americans. There's uh-huh. been a, like an overall rejection of Pan-Africanism that hasn't been taken very well because it's kind of like, like I said before, it's like. I'm a Nakata or Jareer or whatever, you know, slur. It's a slur for us, but do we have slurs for Somalians or Jamaicans or Africans? Or Not whatever? really, but we do any? have, you know, like our own, like, you know, I guess you can call it, I don't want to call it prejudice, but like our own, like we've been indoctrinated 
kind of brainwashed yeah. to believe that like Africa is like subpar, not even right. just like the specific African countries, but just like Africa as an entire continent. Right. You think of Africa, at least most Americans, it's probably like a Western thing, but like you think of Africa and you think of like impoverished, you think like undeveloped, no infrastructure, right. no internet and shit like that. Like niggas just out here and they fucking draws and shit, like sipping water out of a fucking river. That's what you think of. So right. it's probably like a lack of education on that. Not probably. It is a lack of education on that end. Um, but yeah, like, um, I don't know. What I, do you think? I just felt like, dude, like we, I feel like we've always welcomed Africans in. Like a lot of Africans, I'm sure, would probably say, well, I got called a booty scratcher in school and y'all made fun of my name. But I'm like, I, I know other black Americans was calling people booty scratchers too. I got called a booty African booty scratcher. <laughs> so I don't really think that's the same as calling somebody an Akata or a Jareer or a, a Yankee or something like that. I, I just think it's just, we just jones on each other because we considered ourselves Africans yeah, what you're because, saying, of pan, because of Pan-Africanism. What you're saying is that you've seen like there, there's more of a vocal, I don't know if it's a minority or a majority, but like on the internet, you'll see more people actually having, like vocalizing their prejudice against yes. other against black, other black specifically Americans like black or, Americans right yeah or we get told you guys you don't have no culture vice, and you don't right? see it vice versa yeah that, 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 that culture thing is like yeah. a big thing on and we can move into burner boy who's a rat or we can move into burner boy and akon right right they've both been very vocal over the last couple of years like black americans got no culture just in disarray come to africa and, and there's like, black nigga, americans that say the same thing I've heard it more. I was at the park one time. Black America was like, yeah, man, you know, we don't know anything. You know, we don't have no culture. I'm like, do you not know what culture is? Our culture is literally American culture. Yeah. All the way, all way back to the fucking banjo, to jazz, to rock and roll, blues, to modern hip hop. All that is ours. Look at K-pop. Tell me we don't have a culture and the whole world copies us. But what do you Japan, think it is? Like, what do you think makes them think that like the cult, like, what is it about that, that word culture? That people don't associate yeah. it with like the arts, because I think when people say when people say that, I th I think it's more aligned with like the amount of power, maybe, or like the amount of representation in certain spaces that makes people feel like it's everywhere. If you're talking about representation in spaces, everybody and mom will not stop copying. Then us. what do you what do you think it is to where people are able to make that argument that there's no culture? I think it's, you know, I think people make this, or people say that using AAVE, by the way. They'll say that we have no culture while wearing clothes that look like us, speaking like us, listening to music that we've made, the whole nine yards. But I think people say this is like, they're like, well, you don't have a culture going back thousands of years and all this traditional, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, when, when's the last time you've seen an African dress like he was on the set of Coming to America? <laughs> you talking about culture, you come I over here with, with a do-rag and a hat, your hat backwards, and you listen to hip hop and you doing, you know, street graffiti, all that stuff, like hip hop movement, everything you talking with AAVE and you and they be talking about they don't have no culture. Well, everything he's doing is trying to copy the swag of a, a black, From black American Americans. Male. Right, 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 right. That's right. what I'm saying. It's like, dude, like, you know, it's everything is to demean us. Like that's what I'm saying. So going back to Shikari, mm -hmm. everybody thinks that but then it's like, but then I think people say this is because if they can say you have no culture, all of your wins can be attributed to them. While they mm. don't like you either. Mm. It's easy to just be like, if Shikari wins, she ain't no, she don't got an ethnic group anyway. So her winning means that Kenya won. Mm. And you can feel that she got she's some still kind black. of fake win. Because she's still black. Because she's still African. She don't know where she's from. She, you know, she's beneath us, but it's still the win for Africa. But then as soon it's as she loses, you flip the narrative right back. Yeah. That's interesting. As soon as she loses, it's, you know, those kind of niggas don't have no type of discipline. They just lazy. 
this is a win for Jamaica. That's it's very easy to just perpetually keep you as this otherized lost tribe African versus we have 500 year culture going back five, 600 years and 12 generations in America. And we've had we've had to completely rebuild a whole new culture that's taking the world by storm and shifting that's all and I got shifting say. culture and shifting culture and, shifting and shaping culture. it as well to the point where people are trying to t they want it so badly they want to just tell keep you in this you well you were a slave y'all don't know nothing I'm like 500 they years my guy far? my god no bro I you know I don't want to spend too long on this diaspora war topic but I I've seen some heinous things said about us and now and now that we're pushing back. A lot of the narratives are like, no, we do have a culture, and no, you're copying it. Now it's, why are you being xenophobic? Why can't we come together? Why can't pan we have Pan-Africanism? I'm like, y'all didn't want Pan-Africanism. That's interesting, when you, yeah. When you look at America now, you see there's a Haiti, Haitians live together. You know, Somalis have areas they live. And there's a lot of slurs for us. And it's like, well, damn, nigga, like, don't talk about Pan-African. That's what Shikari is saying. When I win now, it's all of a sudden, now we all won. But y'all have your own separate communities. Y'all have your own narratives about us. The tribalism in Africa is off the chain. So let's not even go there. Yeah. You I'm going to just support you mine. Take responsibility. You go support yours. Yeah. Like you can't take responsibility for every, for the wins that you're trying to set yourself apart from the losses of. It's a convoluted sentence, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have your cake and eat it too. So we're going we're gonna to keep it a buck. We FBA. We not. That's why you're seeing in the government the de delineation is happening. So yeah, I don't true. know if you've seen on like a lot of job applications in California now. Well, you're not in California. You're in Texas. But in California, um, they've passed laws where when, when you, select, you select your race and they don't ask you specifically, are you Somali? Are you Jamaican? Mm -hmm. Are you... Or are you a freedman, black and African-American? They, they got to change that because then they could still click African-American and just lie about it. Mm. Or do you, you can lie about it anyway. I mean, people put white on their job application. Anyway. But <laughs> That's it's, a, true. it's a small. I knew it's a small who step. was like, "Yeah, I have yeah. to put white." You know, nigga, no, they have a section for you. You you just put in white because you want to be white. Like exactly. That's funny. Uh, um, you want to talk about new music? Yes. Let's Look, move into Drake, the Drake album cover. Yeah, we all thought that Drake was gonna drop his album this weekend. I was one of them, bro. I was I was waiting, bro. When I woke up at uh, on Friday morning, five a.m., I was looking. And that shit was nowhere to be found. Um, but he did release his album cover. And you know how the internet's going to do with Drake. They always going to find something to pick at. And so they was picking at the, the album cover for uh, his new album for all the dogs. This nigga, bro, the, the album was, the album cover is made by his son, I think he said, right? Mm -hmm. It was a drawing of his that. son. I made. didn't hear that. Yeah. He put it on Instagram. He said that Adonis made it. His son made it. I don't know. I, I don't think that there's any problem with the album cover. I, I also don't think there's any problem. In, like, when did we expect, why do we expect all of a sudden for Drake to have, like, the most brilliant album covers? Since when is that a thing? I don't think he's ever even, I don't think any of his, I think he has some good ones, but I don't think any of his album Nothing covers, was the same. Maybe other than Take Care. Maybe Take profound. Care, yeah. People love, people love Take Care and people love Nothing Was the Same. Those two album covers are the ones. And that was a very simple one, too. Nothing Was the Same was nice, but it was a very, it was like, wasn't it like Baby Drake and it's just his head? Yeah. Sideways. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, that's cool. That's nothing crazy. It's iconic now though. But because that album was great. But I, I really hope album... I really hope with this album that he actually just releases like something that was very reminiscent that's very reminiscent of the honestly never mind. So that he could just put everybody in this place. Bro, I'm telling you, I said this before too. Like, y'all gonna get on Drake so much to where he's gonna actually start hearing y'all, and he's gonna actually start putting out the stuff that he knows y'all are gonna hate. Mm-hmm. 
He's gonna he's, do that. He's rich enough where it doesn't even matter. And he's petty as he's yeah. petty enough too. That's another yeah. thing. Like y'all better start playing with the boy. <laughs> like he's that actually go he go fight cool, back though. at a certain point. I like that dance hall. That dance hall dance music shit. I thought it was good. I, I like that. I would album. go to a whole. I would go to a whole festival. Of people playing that kind of music. I play that on to this that day. Shit is, that shit is groovy. I just think now that I know that his son made it, it makes more sense. Even though I like, I like it. I thought it was a, some aesthetic about it. They, you know, they probably touched it up and did some other shit to it. But like, I, I think it's cool for all the dogs. Like, especially if your son made it. Like, I think that's cool. Like, yeah. Like, know, isn't it okay for you to yeah. celebrate your child's artwork? Like, if Kanye exactly. were to put out a fucking p- picture of that Northwest made, no one's gonna say the same shit. Niggas just love to hate on Drake because he's Drake. Yeah. It's we always a, we the have same a homie, shit. We have a homie who just, he has like, he's like a Drake A hate hater. boner for Drake. <laughs> he has a hate boner for Drake. Like he he gets posted hard. an album cover. That was the first time I saw it. He was like, what is this? I know. I'm this like, is bro, garbage. Like not everybody pays that much attention to a fucking album cover. Like if you hate Drake, just say you hate Drake. You you can't you gonna have a judgment about how the album's gonna turn out because of the fact that he released a picture of his that his fucking son made. That's silly. That's silly. I really hope he just gives you guys something that you don't want. But I don't think he's gonna do that. He has been talking about the album. He did say that y'all think that uh, you went the old Drake back, so I'm gonna give you some of that old Drake. I hope what he said, what he means by that is that he's gonna give us some R and B. That's the type of Drake that I want to hear. Right. That's the type of Drake that came out back in the day. Is that R and B? That that type yeah. of Drake, that's what I want to hear. He changed the game with that. That the singing nigga shit. Him and him, Kanye and Wayne. Him and Kanye. Music would not be the same. Wayne? He, I don't know about Wayne. But there would be no Drake without Wayne, if I understand correctly. There'd be no Drake without Wayne, probably. But Wayne's Did not he a discover singer. Him? Didn't Wayne discover him? Yeah, I'm just he, saying in terms of label. discovery. Well, I guess you could say the same with Kanye and Rock. Didn't Rock Nation sign Kanye, or was that later? He was a producer for them in the documentary. It then. was Rock Nation, yeah. Or no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, overall, yes, yes. Because, yeah. you know, it's like they trickle down. Like, there's the Rock Nation that owns whatever, and then that owns whatever, that owns whatever. But, yeah, I, I guess technically it was Rock Nation. Yeah, I don't, I have no problems with this. I think, I do think album covers in the last couple of years for mainstream music have been pretty trash, though. Who looks at album covers anymore? We listen to the shit on our phone. It's not like you have the album. Like, you don't have the physical vinyl case for the album. That's a good point. Yeah, because back then, because, like, you know, I have a lot of vinyl. I collect vinyl, and, like, not only do they have, like, the album cover on the outside, when you open it up, there's a lot of, like, exclusive artwork you would only you would only see if you got the vinyl. Does anybody even pay attention to that anymore? I, I don't even think... No. I literally Who's think- getting Drake vinyls? Who didn't mind? I saw some people do, but, like, why would you buy a vinyl for Drake? Now, see... Why would you buy a, why would you buy a vinyl for J. Cole? Because it's J. Cole. Well, it's Drake. Don't you have a J. Cole vinyl? I thought you had a J. Cole vinyl. I do. I yeah, have, yeah, that's uh, why I said it. I was trying to take a shot. I was being that's stupid. One of my, that's one of my favorite uh, albums of all time, though. Are album. you looking forward to For All the Dogs? Uh, I'm gonna listen to it, but I'm not really. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Modern Drake. I just not. It's you about you about to make me walk off. This I side. like sir. I like certain. Like honestly, never mind. Has some cuts, you know. But that album with the pregnant. Certified lover boy. Band? Yeah, I was like, that almost garbage. Other than like one or two songs. My All right. Opinion. All right. I'm going to give you it. You can have your own everything opinion. Since, everything since Scorpion has been like, nigga has just been since it Scorpion. Money. I, I thought yeah. you didn't like Scorpion. Scorpion was kind of bad. Yeah, from Scorpion onward, I mean. From, so including Scorpion onward was like, has been mid. I thought More Life was great. I thought, what came with that? Views? I like Views and Hotline Bling. That was like Drake in his bag. Like that hot Views to More Life, that was Drake in his fucking bag. When we were in high school, 
Well, Drake in his bag. I think he's only getting better, honestly. The Drake I hear today is just getting more crafty. He's breaking out new flows. He's breaking out new marketing. He I like jacking him. flows though, bro. Like he stole the XX. Let's to, be uh, honest. Come on. I know. Uh, I know man. with rap. I know with rap we have this conversation. Keep this, my dick in my pants. There's this entire narrative that like if you're not creating something new in rap, then it's copycat, bro. Do we do do people even understand what pop music is? Pop music is literally music intended. Music. Pop music is literally intended for you to recreate the feeling of another song. Christmas music. Okay? If if it didn't sound like another Christmas song, it wouldn't be considered a good Christmas song. That's that's what popular music is. Right. So can we really get on Drake for not creating a on, on and honestly, do you, you know how fucking hard it is to create at this point 50 years later, it's the 50th anniversary of hip hop. You know how hard it is to create a new flow? Like, like, we want this nigga to create a new flow every single album? Yeah. Like, Jesus I think, Christ. I think hip-hop is kind of on it. Not necessarily on his way out, but I think it's due for a, a big revolution. What do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to go in like a little Uzi and JPEG Mafia direction. I think I said this before, where it's like, it's not really rap. experimental. Not rap. dark. Not, not rap. It's still going to be rap. So maybe not. I didn't listen to Pink Tape. I listened to a little bit. Uzi ain't rapping. So he wasn't rapping on that one. I understand that. But I'm talking about like... What was his last album? Like Eternal Take, but like actually coherent, mixed with <laughs> mixed with JPEG, JPEG Mafia, where it's like this kind of more, it's kind of darker. Like it's kind of they kind of screaming a little bit. It's kind of like not kinda rap, <laughs> kind of punk rocky. But it's, it's not, like you said punk rock. That's not. But they rap. still they still rapping though. They still rapping though. Like they still rap. But it's like I think they more is just they more much, experimental with it. And I think it's too much of a mainstay for rap to play out. I I mean we could. I, I also think it's like age too. Like I I. I if you're actually like a rap fan and you enjoy just listening to people rap, right? You're not going to have the same argument that me and you were going to have where it's like, oh, rap is played out. Rap is kind of, you know, it, it, the wave is kind of passed. You're not going to have that same argument because you enjoy rap. There's, so, there's a reason why rap is like the main genre that people listen to today. Pop is kind of taking it back, like pop music, like singing and stuff like that. But rap is still, you have singers that want to rap. There's a reason for that. There's an That's entire there's an entire like culture surrounding hip hop that no other genre really has anymore. Rap is too much of a mainstay for it to just fade out. We just get we get annoyed like because we're getting older now, and like yeah. we we missed like the older uh, the older artists and like what how they used to do it. It's the same thing as the, all these fucking old heads from the '80s and '90s where it's like oh that's not real rap. What you listening to ain't real rap. They're probably saying the same thing about Drake. That's not real rap. He's singing. That's not a real rap. That's kind of what we on today. Yeah. And, and let's move into Kanye because I kind of, I feel like this is very, what you're saying is very relevant to Kanye. Yeah, go I ahead. I also feel like Kanye ain't been really making, ain't been really hitting since. I oh my May. gosh. I, I just disagree. I just disagree. You didn't like Donda though. No, I did not. I Donda, Donda was beautiful. I, I skipped through Donda. I was like, what is this shit? Donda was <laughs> beautiful. It was beautiful. He was actually super vulnerable. If you go back and you actually listen to those songs, the feelings that he was putting in that. And Kanye's always been known since Dark Fantasy to actually be very vulnerable. And the feelings that he was putting in Donda were very, very like aligned. It wasn't the same as Dark Twisted Fantasy, but it was very aligned with the feeling that I was getting from Dark Twisted Fantasy, where he's just exposing a lot of stuff. That was when he was going through his divorce and stuff. He's talking about his kids and stuff like that. That stuff really touched me. This is going to be corny. You're going to make fun of me. I actually shed tears to listening to Donda. I forget which song it oh is. 
I, you can clown me all you want, but I actually shed tears to listening to Donda. I thought it was really touching. I just, uh, I, I don't know. I might have to, you know, because I, I, I'm famous, you know, to myself, you know, for for, for this. Where it's like, I'll listen to it. I'm like, this shit was garbage. And I'll actually listen to trash. it. I actually listen to it again. I'm like, you know what? I just didn't see the genius of it at the first time. Yeah. And it happens. And then I become a fanboy of it. It's, it happens a lot. I think we lot. get used to when we when we're listening to rap that we don't listen to the lyrics, yeah. which is weird I mean, too because yeah. people still make fun of the lyrics. So it's like, what do you really want? Do you want lyrics or do you want beats? You want beats? Yeah, we're talking about when we're talking about Travis. Like, same you know, thing. Yeah, the last album struggled with both because like tra- I'm not expecting Travis to have good lyrics. What? Yo, you're mi- missing today. You're missing on your on your rap takes. I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. I don't know, the man. Beats but on, like the beats on Utopia were fire. Man. They were, old. I mean, they were like, I'm expecting Travis B's like, do 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 like, you know, like, I, I'm getting like, even same with Uzi. Uzi has like this, he's kind of like real experimental, like rock star, kind of like almost like electric, electro kind of beats. Like they got like real, a little psychedelic edge to him. Like, you know, a Uzi B, you know, a Travis B. Travis didn't know if he wanted to be Kanye or Travis. That's my problem with Utopia. But you like Kanye beats, though, right? Yeah, but like these are like Donda type beats on the album. Oh Maybe my God, you missed it today. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> you missing me. You missing me today with the rap with the rap takes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, but we were talking about Kanye in terms of like the fact that he's actually going to release new music soon. That's the reports, right? Is that right. he's actually gonna he's planning on making some new music. They're saying he's working with Ty Dolla Sign, and you know he he has his whole team together and stuff like that. I only thought that was interesting because of the fact that it's the same time that Drake is about to release his album. And, and now all of a sudden, and you know, it's Kanye at the lead of this. You know, he's the reason why all this this report is coming is coming out is because he's probably the one that's circulating the shit. Is the Drake beef and the Kanye beef still existent? Not, I don't think so. I thought the beef was around because he was still married to Kim and he was trolling. He was making it seem like he fucked his wife. And but how come all. all of a sudden Drake's about to release an album and now Kanye is working on new music? It's plotted. That shit, yeah. you can't tell me that shit is not a plot. You think these dudes get in the room and it's like, all right, this is the beef we're going to, this is how we're yes. going to set up this year. Yes, they do. Yes, that's marketing. That's what they do. With rap, the rollouts are always circulated around beef. Like we can go all the way back to like West Coast versus East Coast. That's what it always has been. Maybe not like back in like the 80s and 70s, but like, modern rap like yeah like yeah, once it went more corporate then it then it became about beefs but it's yeah but it's still it. beef like even with the female rappers they do that they you like we remember they tried to plot Nicki minaj up against the ice spice they tried to plot Nicki minaj up against doja cat and stuff like and that cardi b right especially cardi b they was actually fighting they make it like <laughs> almost like violent to where niggas is shooting yeah. each other and shit and like killing each other and shit like biggie tupac shit i just don't I never understood the rappers killing each other shit. Like if somebody was like, that nigga's a phony and a fraud. I'm like, I'm gonna go kill him. Like, uh, what? I don't know if they still doing that today. I mean, maybe like some low key rapper we never never heard of is probably trying to go out here and get like a little, like find out like who they gonna try to, you know, pull up on or whatever. I don't know if that's really still a thing anymore. There's more like gang violence in like the nineties and stuff like that. But yeah, it still exists in terms of like the beefs being a thing and stuff like that. That's still a thing. Uh, do I don't think, think people Kanye pay attention to it, though. Do uh, I think Kanye is what? Good in terms of, like, you think he can come back from, I fucking love Hitler. No, that's why I hate talking There's about so Kanye. things I fucking love. He, like, he was like, he looked like he was like about to nut or something like that. I was like, nigga. Like, this is what, what I'll say. I, I don't think that he should have any room. I don't think he should have. 
we should regard him in the same way that we regard like R. Kelly, where it's like if you hear someone playing an R. Kelly song, you're going to look at him like, nigga, really? Really, nigga? Yeah. That's how we should regard Kanye. But Kanye has so many stands and so many he's like un- I young think he's fans uncancelable. I think to he's where, uncancelable. yeah, he's probably uncancelable. He's going to come back. They may talk about it for a little bit and then it's going to be gone. Which is a think- shame because we're going to get on our woke shit right now. At least I am. Like, you can't be saying that type of shit and actually think that that's okay and that, like, people no. are still going to listen to you. He took the cooning too far. And even I even gave him a pass on a MAGA. I was like, oh, he's bipolar. He's just. I gave him a pass you know, for that he's too. Long, he's probably a lonely man, like, to a certain extent, to yeah. the extent that, like, you know, he might be alone in his money. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's not, his relationship with his wife isn't too good. Like, I gave him a pass, but, like, yeah. he was doing so much troll. The, 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 the Nazi stuff, bit, the know? Nazi stuff is where he was doing too like, much cooner. He was running around with Nick Fuentes and. Going on Alex Jones, I was like, nigga, you're beyond gone. Yeah, you can't be doing, doing all that stuff. Meeting with Candace Owens and stuff. Like, yeah. wearing the, what was the t-shirt? Yeah. What was the t-shirt? Uh, Why's Lives Matter? Yeah, you can't be doing that type of stuff, bro. You can't be doing that type of stuff. I'm not going, I, that's the hardest part about it is like, you know, I'm, I literally just said like, we should regard him as R. Kelly. Like, I don't listen to R. Kelly music anymore because of who R. Kelly is and like his past and his history. We all know it. So it's kind of like, do I, if Kanye releases new music, because I deleted all this shit off my phone too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm actually serious about this shit. Like, I try to stand on principle. But when Kanye releases new music, am I going to listen to it? Probably. Like, I have to keep it a buck. Sure. I have to be honest. I'm probably going to listen to it, which is a shame. Because if I like the shit, <laughs> I'm going to continue to listen to it. And that's right. a damn shame. But that's the thing about, like, really good artists, man. It's like... You know, music touches the soul. And if you write a song to where it's just like so impactful to a person and, you know, that, you know, you catch a vibe, you catch a mood to it. And like, you know, you, you probably just going to keep listening to that shit. But like, I don't hate to support the man financially. That's the only thing. Um, But yeah, that's really, yeah, I got to talk about Kanye. Let's move into Steve Harvey, man. Yeah, Steve Harvey so, has some rumors floating around. That, that shit rumors, ain't true, though. This is rumors. Nothing out in the horse's mouth yet. But everybody and mom are like obsessed with this. Apparently his wife cheated on him. His current wife is That's wife. what they out here saying. And apparently they're saying they cheated on him with the bodyguard. Yeah, that, they, the bodyguard. And, and and it's funny because, you know, the, the story about how, like, Steve Harvey and his, his wife got married is because of the fact that his bodyguard, and I don't know if it's the same bodyguard, but his bodyguard was the one that said, like, nah, you need to marry that one. That's the one for you. So if it's the same bodyguard, that's fucking hilarious. The, the thing I thought about when I first heard about this story, it's just rumors, by the way. Like, we said that already, but it's just rumors, like... But, like, this is kind of the reason why, like, as a young 25-year-old, and a lot of people of our generation hold this to be true, too, like, marriage just doesn't really make any sense anymore. Especially, like, as a man, understanding the fact that, like, courts take it a little bit differently against the man. I don't want to say, like, it's, like, unequal or whatever like that in terms of like divorce papers and stuff like that or like who's going to get most assets and stuff like that but when we look at like a lot of these relationships and a lot of these divorce cases most of the time the man is the one that ends up getting fucked there's examples of it happening the other way like Halle Berry for example you know she's going through her divorce papers and stuff like that but like most of the time like the man is the one that gets fucked there's no reason for me to get married if that's going to fucking end up happening to me yeah, I'm not. No, if embracing doesn't work out, especially if you cheated on me and and you get half my money, I'm and you get half my money, jaded for the you rest get, of my life. You get the house, you get the kids. Like for real, that's how we doing it. Yeah. And it's even it's even so bad to where like you could be like the fucking breadwinner, they take half your assets. It can get so bad to where it's like 
You're the one that's actually taking care of the kids. You have full custody of the kids for the goddamn most part. You're taking care of the kids for the most part. And still there's like an uh, there's an a there's like wiggle room for them for the woman to be like, nah, like I need to get more child support. Like I have the kids in my possession yeah, like she, most um, of the fucking time. If you're rich and she's you getting she getting 10k a month, right? And you're rich. And she probably only spend like one or two K on the kids. Yeah, there's too, the going on, there's too going much wiggle room. There's too much designer and spouse and designer support and stuff and like that. Vacations and it's like the inevitable, and we have to think about it like that. Like statistically, we have to think about it. In the United States of America, more than fifty I think it's more than fifty percent of, of marriages end up in divorce. Yeah, it's something like sixty percent. The like, majority of relationships are gonna end up in divorce. Time. That's why I'm like, I, and you gotta be careful with this too. I kinda want like mm. a long term girlfriend. Like we jump the broom. We know we're married, we know we're long-term exclusive we're just not married on paper he said non-traditional right? relationship non-traditional relationship and you know i'm not, I'm not going you know that's what i'm saying it's also i want to marry somebody who got a kind of you know the same level of financial status as me so if it doesn't work out we can just cool shake it all right when am i getting the kids boom yeah. and we go about our we go about our day but if you, you got to be careful with that because in certain states i think it's like after 10 years or 20 years of two you people in the same household you technically are married they can technically say y'all are married like mm. by law, we can just yeah, you still owe them. Move, we can just move in. Yeah, you still owe. You can they can just That's move what in I'm and, saying, and bro. say it's like, like y'all are married. So they boom. set up for some reason, like they set up the legislation to where it's like it's almost like siding with the woman just innately, just right off the bat. To me, marriage, and I know people are probably gonna argue against it, but like to me, marriage, we've been indoctrinated, we've been brainwashed to believe that marriage is like when two people love each other, you get married. That's not what it is, at least not to the course. Not to the government. The United States of America is not saying like, oh, yeah, you guys love each other. If it was strictly about love, they would be that would be the precedent that you guys are setting in the courtroom is that I loved him more or no, I loved her more. And that's sure. how you would break the shit off. Right. That's not how it happens. It's not how it happens. So, like, I'm at the point now to where it's like and again, 25 year old talking about marriage, no intention of marrying anytime yeah. soon within the next 10 years. But still, you know, I think that the the, the argument is still a valid one. Like. At this point, I think that's the reason why a lot of our generation is kind of moving towards like non-traditional relationships, not always siding with like marriage, even to the point where it's like we don't even want to have kids. A lot of us is because of the fact that like we starting to get like a lot more conscious of the fact that these things are like business arrangements. This is like economics at play. It's not all about love and, you know, all that lovey-dovey shit, all that like idealistic couples and like who are like in love and stuff like that it's not what it really what it's about especially not with marriage definitely not with marriage i just i don't know non-traditional marriages i think are gonna move into the future but i also think you know can't judge other people because other people are doing the whole uh, never that, never that. Yeah. polyamory where it's like you know or like polygamy some dudes are like i have three wives like if we're what are you what are your thoughts on polygamy i wouldn't do it myself i don't have enough energy to be able to like focus on multiple women at once and make sure that every single woman that I'm with is like, I couldn't even do the baby mama thing. Like you look at like Nick Cannon and stuff like that future and stuff. I couldn't do that. Yeah, There's no way. Imagine then Nick Cannon took a day to himself and just turned his phone off and turned it back on. I can promise you. There's so many fires. So many fires, <laughs> so many text messages, so many, your son needs this and your son needs that. And he needs diapers and he needs, you need to send some money for this, and you need to send. You need to come over here. Oh, his graduation's today. Oh, it's too much energy. today. It's like damn. There's too much energy. I don't have the energy for it. Um, when I, another thing I was looking at when I was looking at this Steve Harvey thing is like, you know, like a lot of times men think that like 
we're the ones that are in control because like we're supposed to be like the dominant one. We ask them out and like we are the ones that set up the dates and like we're the ones that propose and all this type of stuff, right? But at the end of the day, it's really the woman who's in control of exactly how this shit goes. I don't know a lot of men who are going to forcefully divorce somebody in the way that like we see Steve Harvey's wife. I don't know if she's divorcing him or whatever. There's again, rumors. Yeah, the rumor is she wants half. They're getting a divorce. He wants half. And it's like, but you were cheating. I don't know a lot of niggas who's going to try to set up a divorce like that. I, I don't know a lot of niggas. That, my question to you is, do you agree with me? Do you think that it's the woman who has most of the control in these relationships? Yes, I do believe so. Even even getting into the relationship and women make women choose. That's why a lot of dudes go after women and they get rejected. I don't know why I can't get a woman. It's like, well, you got to be looking at who's looking at you. You got to be able to see the choosing signal, see the signs. Her Facts. Give me the looks like, oh, shit, I've been chosen. Now, as a I've man, I have, I have to go initiate the conversation. That's what I, and I didn't understand this when I, but I didn't understand this pre-college either. I'd be confused about shit and be getting wrecked and, and, and my feelings hurt in high school because I didn't hurting. have the eyes. <laughs> then I got the eyes and I was like, ah, she ain't fuck with me. I ain't gonna the holler. Signals, uh, right. She the looking signals. at me. I could tell she looked me up, but now she wasn't impressed. Cool. Let me move on to the next one. It's, you don't even waste your time. You That's just know who's works. fucking with you, who's not fucking with you. And, when, and the women who know that, they fucking ball. We talking yeah. about Harvey's like Lori Harvey. There's a reason why she out here balling, getting all these niggas that she wants to get the damn sin interests and the Michael B. Jordans and every other woman wants. Her mom, but they train. She probably trained her to understand like the, the ball is in your court. You're the one that's controlling exactly. Like, you control the tempo. If you don't want to have sex, we ain't having sex. What's the nigga gonna say if the girl's like, "Nah, I'm not ready yet." All right, I'll wait. Right? Nah. It's like we go. Yes, we do. Stop, 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 stop. If stop. she's fine, if she's bad, you might. I've been in situations where it's like, yeah, I'm good. And I'm, you know, I kind of, unless she's bad, I'm stepping off. I'm like, I'm not wasting my time. Or it's like, let's wait till, you know, we get become official. Like, I'm not committing to nothing. I told you that story before. Where if I, if I don't have, if I'm not committing to nothing, if I don't know what the sex is like. It's cap, though. It's cap. Well, and I'll else, tell you well, why. Else, hey. It's cap because if she were to hit you up the next week, and you might have just, you thought you moved on or whatever. But if she hits you up the next week and was like, all right, I'm ready. What you going to do? Of course. Because I got what I wanted. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You sticking around for that. So I ain't going to stick around for shit until you call me and let me know. But you're but following her tempo, though. You still right. giving her what she wants. Because that's another but thing. But if like, she is fine, I'll wait six months. If she's like banging like some of these Instagram models I follow. Men, bro, I men, men we, we think. That's what I'm saying. That's why I set it up that way. Because men really think that like we're the ones that are controlling the way that this shit goes out. The way that this shit plays out. It's not that. Like you thinking that she didn't give you what you wanted. So now you're going to move on and go try to get what you want. But really, what's happening is because you still going to go back to her. you still going to yeah. go back to her and lay the dick down, aren't you? That's what you of said. Course, yeah. So really what's yeah. happening, that if you're looking at it just like from a third person view. Really what happened is she told you she didn't want to do it today, but she wants to do it tomorrow, and you obliged. She controlled your ass. That's what I'm That's saying. Good point. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But yeah, balls, balls is all balls always in a woman's court. And I just think, you know, Lori, I don't know. Look at her and her mom. They got the same kind of look, man. That same kind of like, I'm running games on these niggas and they don't even know. 
kind of like smug kind of look. I just yeah, we already I don't know, know Lori Harvey's about that life. Lori Harvey's about that life. If it's not, what does she say? If it's like, if it's not pleasing me, if it's not making me happy, then I don't have the. I need. I can move on. Or she says something like that. She got that nigga. In and her. while and while she <laughs> made while I agree with that. I don't. It's just something about the energy of it. This is like these niggas. She probably thinks these niggas are stupid. It's like the Britney Renner. Like you'd be surprised how dumb these athletes are. Like you, like that kind of energy. Where That's because like they, they know just, the game. They they running game. They're they hustling. What did you say? Like like it's because Steve Harvey wrote that book about like act like a woman, think like a man. Yeah. What did you say? I, all I was saying was like you know it's funny how like a lot of these guys who write relationships about women and men in relationships. Get exposed in the most like public ways. Yeah, that's kind of out of his funny. control. Like you know, you can write a book. And, that's what we're why getting at. It's out yeah. of your control, bro. It's out of your control. There's really nothing we can do as men except for make sure that the woman is pleased, or else she's gonna leave your ass. Exactly. That's really, it. I don't know a lot of because men really think for some reason that if you go and fuck with another girl, that you're in control of it. You just gave another girl what they want. You just going over there to spend money and blow a bag on another chick and exactly. give her what she wants. Maybe I'm thinking of it the wrong way. Who knows? We moving to the deep cuts? Moving to the deep cuts. I got a good one for that ass today. I'm going to play a song. This is Charlotte Day Wilson and Snow Allegra. The song is called Forever. Can't wait for that Snow album to come out. Right. 
Y'all better watch out. Snow coming for that ass, yo. Snow coming for that ass. What you got for us today? I have a song called Delphine by Kaja Bonet. I think that's how you say her name. Um, A friend put me on this a few years ago. Been listening to it a lot lately. it mean Delphine 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 This letter you wrote to me
Top Tier Podcast. This has been another great episode. Another drill. Catch us same place, same time next week for another new episode. We'll catch you then. Peace. Peace, y'all. Okay.